This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast, where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. And it wouldn't be a Thursday if I didn't have Matt Addison alongside me to run through those headlines. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, mate. Yeah, how are you doing, mate? Uh, you had a day off yesterday. You ready for another busy day? Yeah, it's, uh, it should be a, an exciting one today. We're expecting a little bit of news from the, the latest Premier League meeting, as I'm sure we'll go into in, in just a second. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it should be a, an interesting one. And it's just exciting isn't it, that, that football is, is edging closer to its return. Yeah, it really is. And it, it wouldn't be a Thursday, would it, without a Premier League meeting? It seems to be every Thursday for the, for the last six weeks now, the Premier League convenes to talk about the big issues before the restart. And it, I don't know about you, but it felt like last Thursday's meeting was the most significant, you know, given it was the day when the, the Premier League's restart date was confirmed for June the 17th. But we'll start by looking at the reports in national newspapers this morning. By all accounts, it's another important meeting. There are a number of reports available out there outlining what will be on the discussion table today. But we'll go with Martin Ziegler's story in the Times. He pulls it together pretty nicely, doesn't he, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. Loads of details ahead of today's Premier League meeting. Starting with the, the sort of television sort of side of things, really, that's the main point to come out of the, the piece. And 33 out of the 92 remaining games set to be free to air in the UK. Uh, so any UK viewers will be able to watch uh, sort of a third of the, the remaining games without having to pay anything, which I think is massively important. It's something that the government, I think, um, have pushed. Certainly, uh, the culture secretary has, has been speaking about that over the last few weeks, and, and that seems to be the way that it's gone. And, and one of those games, we believe, will be the Merseyside derby. I think it will be shown on Sky, but they're going to show it uh, free to air, which is fantastic news, I think, for for everyone involved and it could of course be the game that, that Liverpool do win that title so obviously a, a big game for, for them to get big viewing figures and I'm sure plenty of people will be watching even you know even if you take the sort of Premier League title thing out of it just the fact that, that football will be back I think obviously Manchester City Arsenal is, is a fairly big game but Liverpool Everton I think will be even bigger than that the following weekend so certainly plenty of interest on that and in terms of the, the fixture list we sort of expect that that will start to be outlined today at uh, the Times reporting that the first two or three rounds of TV games will be announced and of course that is the period in which Liverpool are likely to win the Premier League title so anyone listening who's you know trying to, to work out when it might be when they need to book time off work things like that to make sure that they can watch it happen live um, hopefully you should be able to, to work that out today and certainly the, the first two or three games um, which obviously Liverpool need six points to confirm their title. So you know, we should sort of know roughly when it's going to be. So I think that's important too. And just in terms of that, a few different bits have come out. I think Aston Villa, Sheffield United is going to be the first game that gets shown. That's going to be the the 6pm kickoff on that Wednesday, the 17th, followed by Manchester City, Arsenal, as I said, and obviously Liverpool, have interest in that if Manchester City lose to Arsenal then they can win uh, the title at Goodison Park if, if City draw or win then it will go to Crystal Palace um, the four games that are on Amazon too um, obviously again it, it's a, a subscription service but viewers in the UK will be able to watch those games without having the subscription they're going to be free to air too so they come into the 33 out of the 92 um, and yeah in terms of 
sort of latest uh, COVID-19 testing. Uh, only one person, uh, that one person being from Tottenham, has tested positive out of, you know, however many, uh, just over a thousand uh, tests that took place. So it, it's clear that the controls are working as well. So it's obviously good news um, in terms of what's going to happen today with the television stuff. It's good news that the sort of controls over uh, the spread of the virus seem to be working, even though people are, are back in training. And yeah, it's uh, two important steps there and a few other bits on the agenda as well. I think the way that the season will be curtailed points per game is, is the most likely. I think that is something that could be agreed today. Some of the smaller clubs are unhappy with the idea that maybe we could have five substitutes, as we've seen in Germany, rather than three. They say, quite rightly, to be fair, that you know the, the bigger teams have bigger squads and, and have better players to pick from, so it would be an unfair advantage for them. Completely understand that. Um, I think it's a perfectly valid complaint. It'll be interesting to see. I think obviously 14 teams have to, to vote for something like that for it to go through. It'll be interesting. I think that will be a fairly close one, whether that happens or not. So certainly something to, to keep an eye on today. And in the last couple of bits that, that will take place today as well, there's a discussion about whether crowd noise will be pumped in artificially for television viewers or not. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm against that, but you know, I, I can sort of understand the appeal at the same time. And, and the other thing is, is the time between the matches. Uh, obviously, that ties in with uh, the TV schedule. Teams are slightly concerned at the moment, but because you know the TV companies are going to try and spread out the matches as much as possible so people can watch pretty much every game uh, on their TV screens, uh, they're worried that there might not be great enough time between matches. So that will be certainly something uh, to balance out. Uh, you know, none of the Premier League teams are going to agree to a situation where they have to play for example, more than once in 48 hours or, or anything like that. So it's a delicate balancing act, but obviously it's it's massively important that as many of these matches as possible can be viewed by as many as you know as many people as possible. So it, it is a balancing act, but it's something that will be on the table for discussing today. And yeah, of course, goes without saying that you'll be able to follow all of the updates on all of these things. And from the sounds of, of this Times report and, and, and from all all the other reports going into this meeting, it does sound like it'll be worth keeping an eye on, on the Echo website because there could be some more big news, as you say, to follow on from last week's meeting. Most definitely, mate. Well rounded up. And if you'd like to have a bit more reading before we really, really start getting our uh, teeth stuck into it, John Cross, who, who writes for our sister paper, The Mirror, has also written extensively about today's Premier League meeting on The Mirror's website and in the paper right now uh i'd also like to direct you to another story in the mirror if that's all right it's written by david mcdonald who's one of the manchester men and it concerns liverpool's great rivals manchester city and their appeal against the two-year european ban i'm sure reds fans are interested by this story matt yeah it's a really strange story i mean obviously we we know that manchester city are, are potentially facing that two-year ban from european football they've appealed that it's worth saying that they're very confident in their appeal. Ferran Soriano, the, the chief executive, has, has come out several times and said, you know, they, they have a watertight appeal in place. They don't expect this appeal to be denied. They don't expect to be out of Europe. But it could, according to, to this report, as you say, it could take two months for UEFA to make this decision, or certainly to announce it. So, I mean, that has 
several implications. It, it obviously impacts Manchester City, therefore would impact Liverpool as, as one of their title rivals for next season. But it also impacts the team that, that finishes fifth in the Premier League because potentially if it, if it takes two months for UEFA to, to come to this decision, we could be in a situation where we get the final Premier League standings. We know who's finished fifth. We know who's, you know, you know where Manchester City have, have finished, presumably uh, second or, or third or whatever. But we won't know whether that team in fifth is going to qualify for the Champions League or not until maybe a, a week or so after the Premier League season has finished. So it's all sort of a bit in limbo at the moment. It's, it seems strange that it would take them that long to make the decision. Um, but yeah, th- there's nothing that they can do really. I think it's uh, the cause of arbitration for sport. They have to, to to come to this decision over what the fair and, and right thing is to do. And yeah, it, it certainly seems like they will, will take their time on this one. But certainly I think Manchester City would want it to be sooner. The rest of the Premier League clubs want it to be sooner. And and UEFA, importantly, would would like it to be sooner as well because, you know, pr- presumably the the draw for the Champions League group stages is going to be in around two months' time. Uh, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus and, and sort of travel restrictions, and even when the rest of this season's Champions League is going to be played out. But it's sort of potentially it, it's going to be a bit of an issue there as well because before that draw can take place, you need to know which English team. Uh, is going to be joining the likes of, of Liverpool and, and probably Leicester or or whoever uh, in that tournament. So, yeah, two months seems to be the timeline, but you know maybe they could could shorten that a little bit because I'm sure UEFA and, and Manchester City would press for that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Now, in yesterday's morning bulletin, we spoke about how clubs, including Liverpool, have until June the 15th, although there were conflicting reports of the date being June the 12th, to meet Timo Werner's £53 million release clause. Now, there's been a bit of a further update on this, uh, according to the Transfer Window podcast. It's a really popular podcast that's in the stable of Reach PLC's podcast. Uh, Reach PLC owned the Liverpool Echo and, and therefore Blood Red too. Uh, one of the hosts on the podcast is Duncan Castles, the journalist, who probably it's fair to say has an interesting relationship with Liverpool FC fans on Twitter. But a number of good lines do come out of the podcast, which are picked up by national newspapers and websites, including this Werner one we're, we're going to talk about, Matt. Yeah, it's a, a big Timo Werner update, really. I mean, according to, to the podcast, as you say, and Duncan Castles, uh, Timo Werner's agent has reportedly told Chelsea and Manchester United that Liverpool have basically completed that move that that Timo Werner sees himself as a Liverpool player. The deal is effectively done, uh, in his words. Um, And yeah, the the sort of details of of those personal terms, £140,000 per week on a five-year deal. Um, And yeah, it it basically points out that, of course, there's been a bit of speculation about Chelsea and and Manchester United potentially being interested in Timo Werner. I think uh, Manchester United's loan deal with OG Nogalo has now been extended and, and Chelsea potentially, I think we're looking at, at Leon's Moussa Dembele. There was some reports and, and some suggestion that Timo Werner was maybe a cheaper option for, for Chelsea to turn to. But I think we always thought that the interest from those two clubs really was, was generated from RB Leipzig's sort of camp and, and sort of to force Liverpool into paying the full release clause, really. I mean, we again, we've thought for a few weeks now that the team of Werner is likely to be a Liverpool player at some point. It's just a question of 
whether or not they can afford for that to be the case this summer or, or maybe he'd have to wait to, to January or, or next summer. So it certainly uh, is almost a confirmation really of, of what we what we knew in terms of Timo Werner. Once Liverpool and only Liverpool, he's obviously turned down Bayern Munich, he's turned down potentially Real Madrid and Barcelona as well, if you believe the reports from, say, three or four weeks ago. So, yeah, I think... What we know is that, that Liverpool are keen. Timo Werner is keen. The personal terms are pretty much there, if you believe this report. It's just a case of, of whether Leipzig will accept a lower fee than the release clause because I think there's maybe 11 or, or so days left now for, for that release clause to stand, uh, maybe even less than that, actually. Um, but, yeah, I don't think Liverpool are going to splash out that full £52 million anytime soon so it's a case of, of whether they can negotiate or, or maybe agree that that fee will will still be there for them in January or, or whenever they come back and make a move so yeah I, it remains the case that the most likely uh, destination for, for Timo Werner when he leaves Leipzig is Liverpool but nothing is, is done yet and I don't know it, it, it's certainly still in the balance I think in terms of, of whether it happens or not this summer. Yeah, we've certainly not heard the last of this saga. Just uh, we're going to end with a, another piece of transfer gossip. Now, in the past, me and you might have dismissed the chances of Liverpool signing Usman Dembele of Barcelona. But the Italian sports journalist Gianluca Di Marzio, this is via the Daily Express, has come up with an interesting take on, on this kind of ongoing story. And I, I say interesting given the financial challenges we kind of touched on then, because even clubs as big and well-run as Liverpool will have to deal with this in, in the coming months. And, and this this kind of deal, what Di Marcio was talking about, could be, become more prevalent. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, in light of that, it sort of gets a bit more credence, really, this speculation. The, the, the report basically outlines the fact that Barcelona would like to sign both Neymar and Lautaro Martinez this summer uh, from Inter Milan and, and PSG, of course, with Neymar. Uh, and so they need cash. I mean, from what we believe and, and what we've worked out, Barcelona are, are fairly desperate for, for money anyway. They don't have a huge amount uh, to spend, which obviously if you're trying to sign, certainly certainly Neymar and probably Martinez as well, it's going to be at least $100 million for, for both of those players. Um, so yeah, basically, Usman Dembele could be one who's on his way out. Still only 23, Dembele. Uh, certainly a player that Jurgen Klopp is a fan of. Um, obviously, a fantastic player. Hasn't quite worked out at Barcelona. Probably similar to Felipe Coutinho, really. It's just not quite clicked. We know that both of those players have, have got huge amounts of ability and quality, but for whatever reason, it, it just hasn't quite gone right for them so far. But uh, yeah, Di Marzio, as you say, suggests that Liverpool have tabled a loan bid with an option to make it permanent. And, you know, as much as I say it, it does make sense in terms of loans potentially being a little bit more prevalent. And the fact that we know Jurgen Klopp does rate the player as well. But the fact that the report starts with, you know, Barcelona needing the money to, to fund other signings, a loan deal wouldn't really solve that problem. So it, it doesn't make too much sense in, in that sort of regard. It would free up a space, of course, for them to bring in an additional winger if they were to get rid of one. But in terms of generating cash, it, it doesn't quite add up there, I don't think. But it, it's, it, it's interesting in terms of it, it could be a short-term option. Let's say Timo Werner, uh, the deal doesn't go through until January because Liverpool aren't in a financial position to be able to do that 
you know, maybe if, if Barcelona were willing to, to loan out Dembele between now and, and then, potentially it, it could be an option to, to sort of fill that void. Um, potentially as well, of course, with uh, the African Cup of Nations next season, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane are both going to be missing. Maybe Liverpool could could bring in Dembele and Werner just to cover that. Uh, but you know, at the same time, the sort of wages, the, the packages that would be required to bring them both in, it, it does seem unlikely. So, yeah, out of the, the last two transfers that we've sort of spoken about there, Timo Werner and Usman Dembele, I think you know, Dembele is still unlikely. Timo Werner is still likely. But yeah, it will be interesting to, to see really where Dembele ends up and, and whether it's a permanent deal or a loan deal because certainly if he can get the right club there's certainly a lot of talent there still to be unlocked there is indeed thanks very much Matt that's all the headlines for today but just before we go it was on this day in June 2015 that Liverpool signed James Milner on a free transfer from Manchester City is he the club's best ever free transfer quite possibly we may even talk more about James Milner on the agenda podcast that we've got planned for later today well, there's every chance we'll be, which we, I should say, there's every chance that the podcast itself will be centred around those Premier League news from the meeting that we talked about at the top of this show. But until then, bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.